Kuda. You're listening to a game-based learning podcast from Core Education. One of the kids discovered velocity. <laughs> and kept was like, oh, I get to the end and, and I keep falling. Oh, miss, help me. I, I didn't have a clue. Mine's falling too, so how are we going to figure this one out? Kia I'm here today with Viv Hall from Core Education and she's been working with a lot of different schools and classes using Game Fruit and she's here today to talk with me about some of those experiences. Kia ora, Viv. Kia ora, Rochelle. Viv, you were telling me some stories about some of the students and the skills that Game Fruit has helped them with certain skills that they can apply because of Game Fruit. Could you expand on what you were talking about there with that? I guess there's two sets of skills that they actually do learn and, and it's really kind of which comes first. <laughs> that There are some skills that they learn from watching the videos and going through the actual computational thinking process, the design thinking process if you like, that, that they just they need to go through to learn how to actually make the games work and and the right ways to code and and simple things around um, saving and and those kinds of things and so you've got your your skill-based learning but you've also got a huge amount of social skills which link right back to the key competencies and it was really quite amazing to watch because that came with it which was quite quite amazing they cooperated they collaborated and they would work together in quite an empathetic way now this with the school it was it was an actual catholic school and they had um, a strong strong base faith-based learning approach as well and when we started planning for this they actually went through and they worked out a protocol of how to work together so you, you go right back to your two-a-cane-a-tainer model as well. Um, and then they layered that in with working in the game-based environment. What amazed me was that they all did that, male and female, students who were top achievers, to students who struggled. And the way in which they worked was quite interesting. Obviously, it's been probably researched quite well that there are students who just link into game-based learning and coding and they may not necessarily be really competent in for example writing then you've also got your students who look at it with a different view and the whole connection that they made working together working on their own as individuals and it was very agentic it was almost a really great model of how you would set up agentic learning and that almost happened organically so Viv, when you were describing the different sets of skills, something like that also came to mind was resilience, working at something. Is that something you've seen with in students? I think one of the main things I've noticed was, and this is, we introduced this on our, probably our first session. I would always get the kids together and we would do a debrief. We called it a debrief because we talked about what um, happens in the real world, if you like, in terms of game-based design and the process and so we said right let's pretend we're all a, a group of developers and we'll we'll just you know rehash what we've done today because we had a specific skill that we were learning and I I just basically said how have you been feeling in yourself and one of the kids said oh 
I found it was harder than I thought because it wasn't as easy. I kept on whipping ahead in the videos and then making a mistake and I would go back and then it wouldn't work and he said, so I raged. And I went, oh, how many other people raged? And everybody put their hands up and they all laughed and we were all laughing. They go, mister, you rage? And I went, oh, absolutely. I was, and we all laughed and then and then they said, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? And I said, yeah, it's, it is tough. But, you know, what, what have you, you know, loved doing? And, and one of them was talking about rugby and how he, you know, couldn't kick properly for a while. And then one of the girls was talking about when she's learning to dance and, and how she has to keep going back over it. And I said, so that's all part of the process, isn't it? And they went, oh, yeah. And then it was, we are learning how to be resilient. And we are, we are learning how to, how to deal with what happens when we get really cross. And that kids unpacked that and said, so, you know, what can we do? And we had one of our little guys who was what they term as a runner. And they watch him and they're very empathetic because I used to what he does when he runs and so they said oh when he does a runner and they bring him back um, he just sits outside and walks around the playground for a while just chatting to himself so maybe we could do some of that and, and then somebody else said oh, I could you know I've got a really good friend in the classroom next door and as at that stage we were all all the classes were actually working on the same process we then said to them okay you just give us a timeout signal go and go and see somebody have a walk have a have a drink of water and, and that's how we'll deal with when we get to the stage where we have a rage because it is hard and it is tough. And then the prequel to that was that they would then come back in and when somebody discovered how to crack that issue they were having, there was this, yeah, Miss Quick, look! And then they would share. And so then when we were going back through our, our roundup at the end of the day, we'd go, okay, who knows how to do the sequencing? And various hands would go up. And so we'd say, okay, on the names on the board, who can come in here? And they can, they're, they're the experts in this area. So you, if you want to know if then, else commands and how to make them work, go and see them. And it was amazing how when I looked at the rotations during the week, the names, the different names that would appear on the board. So they they learnt, you know, um, how to manage themselves, self-manage. They learnt how to voice how they were feeling, which was very important because often kids go into themselves and get cross and then they you have, you know, the explosion. But knowing that they were in a safe environment and they could go out and release some of that steam have a brain break, if you like, is what we used to call it as well. That was really important too. And that, and but once again, it kind of happened organically, and and this was because of what they were focusing on. It was the, uh, it was the tool. It was the challenge, and kids also are a wee bit competitive, and they enjoyed that. But also very forgiving because they could go and do something, and it wouldn't work, and they'd just go back and do it again. And I think that was such a big key because one of the kids discovered velocity <laughs> and kept on saying, oh, I get to the end and, and I keep falling. Oh, miss, help me. Um, I wouldn't have a clue. Mine's falling too, so how are we going to figure this one out? 
And so they were off. They would go and, and go back to the tutorials and pace themselves. So they also learnt a lot of patience. And I tell you, as an adult, Game Fruits taught me a lot of patience because I'm not patient. You've been listening to a game-based learning podcast from Core Education. Matewa.